Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. It's time now for the song that changed my life. It's a chance to talk to artists who make great music about the music that made them, them. This week's singer-songwriter, Dougie Poole. Dougie Poole is based in Maine, and he makes country music. But it's experimental country music. I mean, there's a lot of pop rock country on the radio, a lot of singer-songwritery country on your local public radio music station. There's hip-hoppy country. There's throwback country. But Poole isn't really any of those things. His records are contemporary and kind of psychedelic, weird, and beautiful. And also, like I said, definitely country. So I guess it isn't that much of a surprise that when we asked him to pick the song that changed his life, it wasn't Dolly Parton or Garth Brooks or even the drive-by truckers. It was a track from the psychedelic noise rock duo Tone Starts Bandit. The song is called Black Country. It inspired Dougie Poole to make his own records. I am Dougie Poole. And this is the song that changed my life. first time I heard this song, I must have been 18 or 19. I was in college. I was at a basement show in Providence. And let's see, Tone Starts Bandit is Andy and Edwin White. They are the childhood friends of one of my closest college friends. You know, they started touring really young. You know, they, they were touring probably when At least Andy was like 18, 19 or something like that, and Edwin's a little older. This was probably around 2008 in the winter. I remember it was very cold. I remember we drank Sparks that night. I think it was, I think it was maybe before the Four Loco craze. I remember thinking that these guys were so confident and so self-assured in how they performed and knew what they were doing and it, they knew why they were in the basement performing. And they had been in basements before performing. And it was not their first time, uh, you know, plugging their SP-404 into the PA and, you know, wailing on their mics.
So yeah, at this first basement show, um, and then I think from for many shows after, and then not again until fairly recently, Tone Starts Bandit were playing their SP404. And that's a Roland SP404. And what that is, is a sampler that, um, you know, I think is widely commercially available. Cheaper than the Akai, like, MP, MPC ones that, like, real professional, like, hip-hop producers and stuff use. I think it it's known, the sampler itself is known for the sound that you hear in this song, which is blown out, dirty, digital. I think up until that point, right, I had been, I was like kind of a little deadhead, you know, so I, I was, I was not like altogether unfamiliar with like what charms can be held by what is, I think, by audio file standards, like a pretty poor quality recording. Yeah, it just, the song made me realize that like, you didn't need to have a band to start a band. You didn't need to have a record deal or a recording studio even to record a song or make a recording that meant something to somebody. And that's, that's terrifying and also freeing, you know, it's, it's sort of like started me thinking that maybe this is something that I could do too. And I think it was really important to, for me to, to see that because it made suddenly made making music that people responded to seem immediately possible, you know, in a way that I don't know what I thought you did before I heard that. If you wanted to be a musician, you know, like maybe I thought, yeah, I don't know how I thought you could be a musician. Like maybe you needed to have like stage parents or like, or I don't, yeah, I genuinely don't know. Or like you play enough open mics and then like somebody gives you a record deal or something crazy like that. Yeah, I don't know how I thought it worked. I probably didn't even really think about it because it wasn't even something that I thought was possible. I'd been playing music for a long time, but I'd never made my own recordings. I'd never really had a band. It wasn't really something that people that I knew when I was a kid did with like the real seriousness of like, this is, this is my, this is my work. This is what I do. It was the first time that people that I had met and known sat down and made their own record. You know, these guys have, I think, what is commonly referred to as blood harmony. I think it's a, it's a phenomenon that people use to describe 
when siblings or family members sing together, all the car rides and chorus trips and whatever they did together, they just know how the other one sings and their voices are related and they go together. There's something about it too. It's like a really, it's like a nicely constructed pop song, you know, over a nice riff, but it feels totally within the realm of possibility. It made me feel like I could make something like that and share it back. And it's like, it's a really special kind of beauty too. It's like, it's scuzzy and it's like, it's homemade. And that just adds to it. It feels accessible. It opened up a whole world of possibility for me. My relationship with it, I think, has changed over time. You know, there, there's times, there's long periods of time where I don't listen to it. But whenever I hear it, you know, this is kind of like a classic old guy thing now. It reminds me of the basement and being young and not knowing what I what I was doing, not having a sense of where I was going. But I, I will say I like knew basically immediately when you asked me like, what what's the song that? I mean, there's a million songs that have changed my life, obviously. I, I mean. And a million in so many different ways, but this one feels relevant to my my own practice as a as a musician. And um, people have been making home recordings for decades. You know, Ton Starts Band's not the they're not the first kids with a with a tape machine to you know make their own tapes and sell it to their friends or tour on it in basements or whatever. But it was just the f- the first the first one that I saw and the first people that I, I knew who did it. It's like, you know, there are many like it, but this one was mine for me. Singer-songwriter Dougie Poole. He says the song that changed his life is Black Country by Tone Starts Bandit. Dougie's got a new record out. It is called The Rainbow Wheel of Death. Let's go out on a song from it. High School Gym.
That's the end of another episode of Bullseye Bullseye, created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California. I haven't been in Los Angeles, California, though. I got to go to New Orleans, Louisiana to officiate my best friend of 40 years, Pete's wedding. Congratulations to Pete and Christine. I basically spent four straight days crying. I also visited the Ogden Museum of Southern Art there in New Orleans. That is a cool museum. If you make it to New Orleans, man, that that was a great place. Our show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producers are Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Roby. Our production fellows at Maximum Fun are Tabitha Myers and Brianna Paz. We get booking help from Merritt Davis. Our interstitial music composed and provided to us by DJW, the legend Dan Wally. Our theme song is by The Go Team. It's called Huddle Formation. Thanks to The Go Team. Thanks to Memphis Industries, their label, for sharing that music with us. You can find Bullseye on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Follow us there. We share all our interviews. We love it when you share our interviews with your people. We really appreciate it. Recommend, recommend a Bullseye to somebody this week. It means a lot to us. I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.